Him and his son were basically having a heated debate and argument and basically a lot of swearing happened just a lot of like vulgar language is being used on the phone he made some valid points and i think where it really went was when he said i have a right to my wife's body and she has a right to mine too i don't know whether he thought saying she has a right to mine too would make it okay the very sad case of sarah everard and um she's basically a 33 year old woman that was brutally murdered um this march she was on her way back from a friend's house around 9 pm last scene 9 30 pm on the 3rd of march and on the 11th of march um police came out and said they'd found some remains that they believe beyonce made history by becoming the most awarded artist for whopping 28 grammys burner boy and whiskey bought it home for nigeria um burner boy won an award for best global music album for twice as tall whiskey best music video brown skin girl um, of course Blue Ivy and Beyonce were also winners on that. Um, I was very chubby as a young kid. I was using um, age 15 clothes whilst I was in primary school um, and also I was very hairy. Still am till today. So I used to dread um, pee and I remember they just be like ew like you know kids they have no filter they were like just ew when they saw my armpit. So like it took a lot of convincing to kind of you know be allowed to start to do hair removal and my armpits got darker as a result of shaving over the years and also hair removal cream Hi guys, welcome to the Mo Chunk Show and welcome to another installment of What's Trending where I give you the latest of what's popping in the world of celebrity, celebrity, and in our world of today. Today's episode is actually sponsored by an amazing skincare brand called Essie Care, a skincare brand with melanin in mind. They do skincare products that help you solve skin issues such as eczema, dark spots, stretch marks, and hyperpigmentation, helping you restore your melanin back to popping. Not that your melanin was not popping before, even with the issues, but you can get it even more popping. So they sent me their ultimate body care set, and it's basically a combination of the activating body scrub, which I really, really love. It has an amazing smell. I've been using it since they sent it to me and it's got this really like nice glide. It's got a really like smooth texture which I was surprised by because it's an exfoliating scrub and it just glides really nicely onto your skin and you know really just gets in there helping to scrub those areas. They also sent me the Magix cream that comes with the ultimate body set and this is basically the cream that gets to work in terms of you scrubbed and now you're putting the cream to help you fade those dark spots, marks, areas, hypermutation, armpit, bikini area. Um, so I've been using the this as well and this one has a really smooth texture the smell for this one is a bit more medicated um, but actually because of the combination of these two you hardly smell this so um, it's more of a plain smell I would say and then also the winter body cream this one in terms of smell is my fave it smells so good guys because usually um, when things are like shea butter based they tend to have like a pungent smell um, but I found that this actually smells really, really nice and it glides onto your skin again. And I have like, tend to get dry in areas like my toes, um, my heels. And this has been really like doing it for me in terms of keeping me moisturized. And just, just look at that texture, guys. It's so gorgeous. And the packaging, I would say this is my favorite in terms of the packaging. Um, but generally, it just looks so luxurious. Like, I love it. Please check out Essie Care for all your skincare needs. Um, I'm going to be talking about it a little bit more in Chat With Mo, where I share a story of like my coming to age um, and how I got 
hyperpigmentation in certain areas in the first place. Or crew. But without further ado, let's get straight into what's trending. So in terms of celebrity news, guys, Kirk Franklin's had a bit of a hard weekend. He's a gospel singer, for those who don't know, aware, um, quite popular for songs like Imagine Me and Do You Want a Revolution? Woo, woo. Um, so he's a very, like, he's one of those gospel singers that transcends um, both the gospel scene and also the secular scene in, scene in terms of people can really listen to him from different walks of life. Um, so he manages to spread the gospel in that way. Um, but we found out something different about him over the weekend. Um, we saw a different side to his character, I would say, um, where him and his son were basically having a heated debate, an argument, and basically a lot of swearing happened. Um, you know, he told him he was gonna beat his ass, you know, just a lot of like vulgar languages being used on the phone. Um, which shocks the world. It didn't really shock me because, you know, shock you more back on. It didn't really shock me because I'm able to see people as whole human beings, and I understand that. Um, just because someone's a Christian doesn't necessarily mean that they they don't get angry. They don't use swear words, you know, if they're in frustrating moments or they they're kind of pushed to the wall, um, which you can kind of see in this video. You can see that they have a very toxic father-son relationship. I didn't actually know that Kirk Franklin had a son, and that's because you tend to see more of his daughters um, with with him and his wife, and that's because he had this son when he was a lot younger, and because of certain decisions he made and certain things he felt about his son, maybe like slowing down his life, not letting him progress and advance, there was a bit of resentment um, from father to son, and then as a result, son to father. So they've had a very like difficult relationship um, as a result of that, you know, which is what we heard. So the son was recording him going off at him and basically put it on the internet and this went viral. So as you can imagine, um, you know, very sad situation, but also like his reputation was kind of tainted in the eyes of people that may, may not have seen him in that way. So he had to come out and do an apology um, video addressing his fans, addressing those that look up to him, um, when really I see it as a very private family matter. Many of you know I have an older son named Carrie Ann Franklin. In May, he'll be 33. For many years, we have had a toxic relationship with him as a family. We've tried for many years through counseling, through therapy, to try to rectify this private family matter. Recently, my son and I had an argument that he chose to record. I felt extremely disrespected in that conversation and I lost my temper. And I said words that are not appropriate. And I'm sincerely sorry to all of you. I sincerely apologize. I want you to know as a father that during that conversation, I called the family therapist and got that therapist on the phone to try to help. He never played that part of the recording. I'm not perfect. I'm human and I'm gonna make mistakes and I'm trying to get it right. Please keep me and my family in your prayers. I don't think he had to apologize to the world. Um, I think if there's anybody he has to apologize to is his son for um, that conversation and the damaging words that you know that were said because words really do have power and they, they have an effect on us um, regardless of how old we get the son is 33 and a lot of people were saying yeah you're 33 get over it but you know 
coming from anybody especially your father as well i can imagine that was really really hurtful for um karen franklin kirk did say in the video that he was trying to call the family therapist um to be like a middleman between him and his son in that heated debate but his son wasn't having it um, which is quite sad and unfortunate that he had to kind of um, be this way and come out that way. I don't see him different, honestly. Like I said, I see him as a human being um, who's capable of wiling out, who has flaws, who gets angry, who gets upset, who says the wrong things at the wrong time. I just hope that they kind of sort things out between themselves as father and son. Guys, I thought I'd add this in as well. Basically, a bit of pasta going on between rapper Notes and his um his son's mother Aliyah Ray and basically on Mother's Day she posted um raising my son to be a man your daughter doesn't have to heal from but it seemed like Notes was triggered by this he went on his story and posted you can't raise your son to be a man from the strip club either unless he's riding along and then he also said my son is due to break hearts he's too cute he then went on to say my mama said she didn't raise no fool leave what's for the streets to the streets focus on your own happy mother's day love you my true queen been on her own thing so i've been on my own thing so um yeah it seems like he was indirecting her which obviously a lot of people reacted to um as to you know the childishness of it all i just my own thing is just this babe she's too fine man no more even without makeup and um you know age is n not always linked to maturity but notes is a younger younger guy in comparison to her he's 22 um so this kind of behavior it's just sad that she has to deal with that they're tied together forever now because of the child between them um yeah, what do you guys think of this? Was it unfair of him to say that and kind of take offence? Or what are your thoughts on this? Let me know in the comment section down below. In terms of celebrity news, this one is kind of like old news. And apologies that I'm late to the party in terms of commentary. Um, but I, I initially wasn't going to, going to speak on it. But then I, the way it evolved, I was a bit, you know, disappointed. And I was like, okay, right, maybe I should say something about the situation. And it's basically um, this whole thing with Aka and Claire and breastfeeding. So Aka and Claire are basically like um, a, quite a public couple in terms of um, social media, letting us in on their life. Um, Aka's always been like a social media personality, been a presenter, um, come across him a few times um, before Claire. And then, you know, found that when he did get married to this beautiful young lady, um, they made the couple's channel together, you know, letting, letting us in on their relationship, their wedding, etc. Um, and then they also opened an Instagram. So the Instagram is where all this Wahala started. Um, and basically, um, they put up a video of them basically having a discussion about, you know, potential plans for breastfeeding their, their child. They recently just had a child. And um, apparently, according to Aka, there had been discussions that taken place prior to, to the, the filmed segment. And the, there were obviously conversations after as well. And basically, he had this vision for his child to be exclusively breastfed for six months, um, which Claire was having, you know, struggles with. She wasn't producing 
as easily as she thought it was going to be initially she also wanted to do that but it's not been easy for her and basically she felt like you know from her explanation she felt like Aka was being very dismissive wasn't understanding that it's not it, it is we but it's not we it's my body um we can have a vision collectively but ultimately I can't even force my body to produce she's you know she highlighted that she's been trying different things but it's just not working for her um and she's doing her best and he just needs to be understanding of that I found that I wasn't and I found that it's not every mother. Proper example, my sister, formula, my mother, she said because a pregnant she wasn't. We child was drinking pop and water. How can, how, can you, how can you make me understand? What I'm saying is I've never even intended that till a year. Breast milk, that's all she drink. But no, that's but how like you after six months, seven months, eight months, a child doesn't need as much breast milk as they need in their beginning yes, stage. So maybe she drinks it once a day. Except you to you pump because it's well, not that's me. not the right thing to say, especially no, at that because time, because that's unfair. No, because I'd explain to you that it's not possible. I told you that this pressure is not necessary. When you say, Oh, we can do this together, I hear you, it's a nice gesture, but we aren't really. We are. Yes, the only times we are is when I ask you, babe. So when you say soft side, soft like, oh babe, <clears> how can we? How can we? Do you know how can we increase? It's not how you should be asking. What can I do to help you increase? Then I say, oh, just maybe if you have water. You know, that, that's what I need because you can't pump for me. In seven months, when this baby starts bringing out teeth, you're not going to be able to breastfeed because she'll be biting. How do we know she'll not be biting you? Babe, and that's also concern for you your nipples and my breast. Babe, so with this breast milk, I don't want to be thinking of one year from now. Um honestly I didn't like his tone. I didn't like the fact that she was being very patient and even apologized to him um, where there were many things that he should have apologized for. But all in all, even though I felt like it was bad on his side, that IGTV video, I still felt like quite grateful that they would let us in like that in terms of they're not your typical YouTube couple goals or whatever people may hashtag as goals in terms of they only show us the rosy side. They're actually showing us, okay, difficult conversations happen and this is how real it gets. Um, which I was like, okay, great. You know, of course, some people were very unimpressed from that point on, but I was like, okay, fine. I think where it started to go left was when he couldn't resist the urge to shalaye. Um, and that basically means he couldn't resist the urge to begin to over-explain himself. He did a YouTube video about it, addressing his fans, and, you know, laughed about it, and that was fair enough. I think where it really went left was when he decided to do a thread on Twitter about it. He basically said, well... 97% of people agree with me, but for you 3%, let me tell you about yourselves. Um, and that's when he started to go, I think, overboard. He made some valid points. And I think where it really went was when he said, um, I, I have a right to my wife's body and she has a right to mine too. I don't know whether he thought saying she has a right to mine too would make it okay. Um, but that kind of sounded very like... I don't know, enti I don't I don't want to say the word entitled because they are married, but yeah, it kinda of sounded entitled, kinda of sounded sounded controlling, and then the fact that he said because Jesus told me so. I know already people have ideas about how the Bible sees women. Uh, like we have to be frank and honest, there are some parts of the Bible that you could classify as misogynistic because of the culture. If you look at the context of when the Bible was written, the culture of the of the Bible at that time, women were properties to be owned. They were under, you know, their husbands. So a lot of the language used in the Bible, we have to be very careful 
not to misinterpret them outside of their context, their cultural context, and begin to use that to lord over our wives in the 21st century. So there was that kind of vibe. And I was just like, you should have just sat there and ate your cake. You didn't have to. The extra explanation wasn't needed. I think sometimes people need a bit more time to understand things or see it from other people's perspectives. I've definitely been there. There's been times, you know, where I've been corrected, even on YouTube, and I've been like, mm, like I don't see it right now. But I think it's when you begin to over-explain, you're going to block any logic coming coming through that you were maybe about to get it, but then the fact that you, you want to be right, it's not going to let you see it. Um, and that's the way I see the situation. Aka seems like a really nice guy, like a really dope husband, really, really nice. Um, but I think in this case, there was this kind of unrelenting stubbornness, um, is the way I would describe it, because it, yeah, just it, very painful to watch him be so stubborn. I'm just like, okay, I hope he gets it soon, in the sense of, it's not we. Even Claire, it's not even I, because it's like, she's trying and her body's not sometimes just things beyond ourselves that we may never you know be able to understand i would never really understand the full workings of a man's body i shouldn't ever cling to and never should a man be trying to say oh i know how a woman's body which is what that vibe was given but speaking of difficult conversations as well i don't know if you guys follow nello and um two nigerian youtubers nello keke and Dinah kweme and they recently had a bit of pasa um that was solved by another youtuber called wode maya um nigeria the nigerian creative scene like i really love it like oh i just really love it and the fact that they all kind of connected in one way or the other and it just helps me personally watching them reconnect back home like i really love my country nigeria you guys know i'm, I'm obsessed with back home <laughs> didn't really want to move but here we are enjoying england um but yeah i reconnect to nigeria through them i've basically been following what's been happening between them another youtuber made a video uh, comparing two youtubers with 40k subscribers and it happens to be nello and dinah and basically as a result to cut the long story short put them up, up against each other um apparently unknown to dinah nello was mentioned in the video she didn't know which other 40k subscriber um youtuber was mentioned um and that basically caused a beef between them because she commented on the video and then nello did like a reaction video nello was trying to call dinah dinah didn't pick up because there, there was a level of friendship between them so it kind of felt like there was a lot of expectation on both sides um from watching the videos they both they both uploaded some videos on their channels over the weekend basically hashing out the situation the conversations were really like <laughs> at some point watching it i was like Ooh. um really difficult conversations and they basically both were saying they had best expectations of each other to defend each other um to pick up each other's call to hash things out it kind of seemed like from both sides they have different way of different ways of handling things and were projecting that onto the other person in terms of expectations so Someone like Nello now, she's very outspoken, expected Dinah to pick up her call. Dinah, very reserved, likes to go away, reflect, and then come back. And it's like Nello was calling her, she wasn't picking up. It's not that she doesn't care, it's just that's just not the way she does things. She needs time to kind of reflect. Um, so it was quite interesting watching that. But again, I think it was, it was nice to see a mature conversation in terms of they got there in the end and they managed to solve things, I hope. Um, but yeah, let's move on to um, world news. So in terms of world news, guys, really sad. The very sad case of Sarah Everard. And um, she's basically a 33-year-old woman that was brutally murdered um, this March. She was on her way back from a friend's house around 9pm. Last seen, 9.30pm on the 3rd of March. 
And on the 11th of March, um, police came out and said they'd found some remains that they believed to be Sarah's. And um, they will formally identify and update us. And less than 20, 48 hours later, they, they identified it to be Sarah, which was really, really sad. And they arrested a policeman. Um, his name is Wayne Cousins on suspicion of kidnapping her and, and her murder. And since then, there's just been a, a spark of, like, public outcry, I would say. Um, a wave of sadness amongst women, especially, because of some of the dangers we face by just existing. Um, and not being able to sometimes go out on walks, on runs at certain times, having to go out with other people, wearing bright clothing, calling people on the phone to make sure that they know your location. And sometimes in some cases doing all of that, like Sarah, she was on the phone to her partner, wore bright clothing, walked in public, and she was still killed, which was really sad. Um, been an interesting turn of events in terms of there was a vigil that was held and apparently excessive police force was used. There was a woman in particular on the floor with policemen over her. And that sparked a range of interesting takes. A lot of people were comparing the vigil to the BLM protests. There was a superintendent, you know, her name is um, Shabnam Chowdhury. You know, she said this is the Sarah issue, is a sensitive issue, not unlike the BLM protests. I understand the decision by the Metropolitan Police to say that we cannot allow this to go ahead. However, it's not about what, whether it goes ahead or not. It's about how, the, how you deploy your tactics and what tactics you use in order to um, safely allow that vigil to go ahead. And let's also not forget, this was a vigil, not a protest. You will always get people that come along that will be um, those that want to disrupt uh, something so personable and something so sensitive. This wasn't Black Lives Matter. This was a, a, a sensitive issue where a woman... And it's like, so are we saying that the BLM protests were not about a sensitive issue? You know, highlighting again why a lot of people don't like the term BAME, lobbying all the ethnic minorities under each other, when clearly even within the ethnic minorities, they still look down on some other ethnic minorities, which is ironic. You know, from one oppressed group to another, it, it's... It's quite ironic um, because obviously she's an Asian woman and she's also complained about racism in the past, but she couldn't see the BLM protests as a sensitive issue. Other people have said things like, you know, BLM protests were met with um, safety. Meanwhile, what I remember was a horse charging through one of the protests. Like it wasn't at the same level as some of the resistance faced in America, but there was resistance. It wasn't just met with open arms um, for black people to fight for their rights. It was kind of like go back and sit down. What frustrates me about all these takes is that this is not the time to be doing oppression Olympics, especially from one oppressed group to another. It's like all these debates, you know, someone has lost their life. Someone's family has lost a loved family member, a loved one, a friend. And people are here arguing about which protest was met with more, with more resistance. Like, why did the BLM protests even have to get brought into it? That was just very frustrating to see. My thoughts and prayers are with Sarah. And I was just to ask you guys as well, like, how do you feel as a woman? Your safety, like, your concerns? Um, what do you think can be done? Um, or actually speaking on that, there was a lot of um, infographics on social media teaching people, okay, there were people asking what can men do to protect women and there was a lot of resources and stuff like that and, you know, that annoyed some people as you can imagine saying, you know, why do we need to be teaching grown men how to protect women? But you'd be surprised how much um, there is a lack of, you know, 
education from a young age and how sometimes at an older age is when we need to be educating people. May Sarah's soul rest in perfect peace. And in terms of um, social trends, the Grammys 2021 was trending um, last night. Um, basically, there were some really great highlight pivotal moments. Beyonce made history by becoming the most awarded artist with 28 a whopping 28 Grammys. Burner Boy and Whiskey brought it home for Nigeria. Um, Burner Boy won an award for Best Global Music Album for Twice as Tall. Whiskey, Best Music Video, Brown Skin Girl. Um, of course, Blue Ivy and Beyonce were also winners on that. Harry Styles won his first Grammy um, for Best Pop Solo Performance of his single um, Watermelon Sugar. Um, Billie Eilish, she won Record of the Year and also Best Song Written for Visual Media. Taylor Swift won Album of the Year for Folklore and I'm a Savage. Megan Thee Stallion, she won Best New Artist. Um, other highlights on the night, of course, included Megan's and Cardi B's performance of WAP. It's a wet, wet, wet. It was also like a half virtual, half physical, but social distance awards night. There's a group called BTS. Um, they're very popular in the Korean pop scene. Um, and a lot of people were also upset that, you know, they were invited for clouds, but they didn't win a Grammy. Who was your favorite win at the Grammys? Who was your favorite performance? Were there any pivotal moments for you that you really loved? Let me know in the comment section down below. And that's all I really have for you guys in terms of what's trending. I'm now going to go over to chit chat with Mo. I'm going to be sharing a personal story time about that time in my life when I came into puberty and some of the primary school kids laughed at me for having hairy armpits. Hi guys, welcome to the Mo Junction. Welcome to another installment of Chit Chat with Mo, where we have controversial debates, honest conversation, and so much more. And like I said, guys, in What's Trending, today's episode is sponsored by an amazing skincare brand called Essie Care, a vegan skincare brand with melanin in mind. They create a lot of amazing products tailored to helping you fight those problem areas, including dark spots, stretch marks, eczema, and hyperpigmentation, something that affects a lot of um, black men and women. Um, and they sent me their ultimate body care set, and that includes, let me just show you this product again. The ultimate body care um, set that includes the activating body scrub. I absolutely, absolutely love this. My first impression of this is that, you know, it's a product that although it's a scrub, it glides so nicely on your skin. It has a really lovely texture um, and you can tell it's doing the work because of, you know, the grains in there that are quite like exfoliating. It also smells really divine. Um, so I've been using that since I've gotten it over the weekend and I love it so far. Um, it's best used in combination with the Magix Cream, um, which is meant to do the work work. So this does the work after this has gone to work. You've done the scrubbing. This gets the work helping to fade those dark marks, areas, um, problem areas, helping with eczema, stretch marks, things like that. This one also really, really smooth in terms of texture. This has more of a medicated smell and you can tell because again, I said this is doing the work work. Um, so this has more of a, a medicated smell, but actually I would say that the smell or the fragrance from this cancels out, you know, any um, medicated kind of smell from this one. Um, and then there is this, which is my favorite in terms of packaging, texture and smell, and also what it does to the skin. This is one that immediately I can tell like it's doing its job. It's a moisturizing winter body cream and I tend to get dry elbows and my knee area, and my heels, and my toes, the toes, dry toes. Um, and I've been using this and it's literally so good. Like it smells so great guys. It smells so divine. It's 
smells amazing. Um, literally been leaving me smelling, looking and feeling good. Um, so guys, definitely check out Essie Care. When it comes to these two, the Activating Body Scrub and the Magic Screen, this one I'm going to have to check for the next two to three months. That's what they um, prescribe as a time to see like a real difference. So I'll be using these two um, on my armpit and bikini area because that's where I experience things like hyperpigmentation. Um, and that's actually, you know, the topic of today's um, video. I'm going to be talking to you guys about my coming of age and, you know, how I got hyperpigmentation in those areas in the first place, okay? So let's get straight into the video. Please do check out SE Care. Okay guys, so let's get into this conversation. A bit of a background about me. I came to this country when I was 10 years old, um, grew up in Nigeria and um, grew up in Nigeria until I was 10 years old, came over here. In Nigeria actually I'd just gone into, I've just finished year 7, about to go into year 8, um, quite smart and, and also at the time my mom was quite ill as well and just to give her a bit of a break um, from looking after four kids, they thought why don't we try Mo for um, Timmy's boarding school, my brother's name is Timmy, um, so they can just be there in boarding school learning whilst being looked after and she doesn't really have to manage four kids. Um, so I got the entry exam, got in and everything and I came to this country, was lobbed back into year five. I remember coming in and thinking like, just looking down on the kids, like these scrawny kids, like how dare they kind of put me amongst these, you know, I'm much smarter, I was bigger at the time, felt a lot more mature than them because I'd been around secondary school kids and now you're loving me with primary school kids. So, sorry, sad. I remember I cried because I was like, why would you do that to me? I was about to go into year eight and you're throwing me back to year five. Um, but nevertheless, um, began to settle in. Um, but quickly noticed I was different. Um, I was bigger. Um, I was very chubby as a young kid. I was using um, age 15 clothes whilst I was in primary school. My accent was different. And, you know, they kids can be mean they let you know that you're different um they were, sometimes used to make me repeat my words even though i think the nigerian accent is one of the clearest accents in the world um and you know you know, used to make me feel really bad like oh i don't sound like them um sound a bit different look a bit different and also like i was experiencing puberty quite early um and i i do wonder is there a link to like psychological maturity and like puberty being triggered early because I, I would say that some of my experiences made me mature um mentally um quite early on so um like I said things like going to secondary school early when I was in Nigeria but also when I was here when I moved over here my mom and dad worked a lot so myself and my brother had to kind of assume a lot of responsibility um so you know i've spoken in a few videos about what i would call assuming the position of daughter mom um being a daughter whilst being a mom as well and looking after the house and my siblings you know i would say those kind of things made me mature mentally um and and i would say i i have this theory that did that trigger my early puberty um so and one of the most prominent signs of puberty that I, I got, you know, I, I got my period early. Um, I had my boobs began to develop um, quite early. I don't know whether that was a mixture of also being quite chubby, but I had boobies. Um, and also I was very hairy, still am till today. Um, that one is definitely down to my genetics. I'm not wearing my natural hair right now, obviously. Um, but those of you that have kind of seen my natural hair, you can go back to my other videos if you want like re reference points. You'll see that my, my natural hair is quite thick, grows quite fast, is like very tight curled. Um, so you can imagine, I've got that hair on my head and people admire it, but 
it's also all over my body in terms of thickness, um, amounts and how fast it grows. When I was younger in, in, in primary school, before the other girls, I got like hairy legs and very heavy armpits. And because obviously the thickness of my hair, it was different for them. So I used to dread um, PE. When you're wearing your normal school uniform, you can kind of hide your hairs. You can wear trousers or you can wear tights under your skirts. And of course, if you're wearing a shirt, you can't really see your armpit. Where they would see my nakedness or was, you know, PE time, you're in the changing rooms, you're taking off your clothes. Of course, you're not meant to be watching each other, but you, you see, like, you just glance and you see, like, you know, you see boobies, you see armpits, you see hair, you see, you know, the bikini line poking out. <laughs> and I remember they just be like, ew, like, you know, kids, they have no filter. They were like, just ew, when they saw my armpit. Um, I think the, the legs were hairy, but the armpit was the really, you know, it was really dense, um, really dense hair up there. And I used to feel so bad. Like I used to, yeah, it made me so sad when so I'll be trying to, when I'm taking my shirt off, do it slowly so that nobody can kind of see what I was working with. Of course, things like boobs, you know, uh, girls, you, you, you kind of show those off a bit, but the hair, you try to hide it a little bit more. And, you know, growing up in an African household, there's certain things that, or maybe I shouldn't generalize African in my household as a Nigerian, and maybe again, this isn't all Nigerians, but there's certain things that are seen as like, I don't know how to describe it, like rites of passage that could potentially make you promiscuous. So um, that's why sometimes they don't really talk about sex because they think, okay, you're going to start having it. They don't talk about contraception because they think it's going to give you a license to start having sex outside of marriage without, you know, worries about getting pregnant. And similarly with like, you know, hair removal, it's kind of like, okay, what do you want to start doing with, with a smooth body? So I think there's that connotation of what's going to happen once I give you the key to this part of womanhood, you know, if we're describing it or ascribing it to womanhood, you know, hair care, body care. So like it took a lot of convincing to kind of, you know, be allowed to start to do hair removal. And when I did start to do hair removal, I opted for shaving. You know, this is the easiest one, you know, the shaving sticks everywhere, it's cheap, hair removal cream, that kind of thing. And I used to see my dad doing his beard, so I thought, you know, that was the next logical thing for me to do. Um, boy, was I wrong. Um, I now know that, you know, with the kind of hair I have, thick, grows fast. Um, shaving is probably the worst thing you can do because you actually exacerbate um, the process and you also make it worse in terms of its condition. So when you shave and you've got already thick hair and hair that grows fast, you make it grow even thicker, sharper, and it grows faster. So it's like you have to keep shaving. So it's kind of like a, an unending cycle. You keep shaving, you keep having to shave and you're making the condition of the hairs worse as well. Um, and also the damage that it's doing to your skin. So on my legs, I have something that people describe as like chicken legs. So just imagine chicken and the spots on the chicken. Um, so like my pores became like darkened over the years and a lot thicker and more pronounced. And you can see it even now, up till now that I've now switched to waxing, but you can still see the pores like they're there permanently. And then on my armpit, I'm going to insert some pictures here. Uh, my armpits got darker as a result of shaving over the years and also hair removal cream. So after shaving, I did upgrade to hair removal cream um, and that lasted a bit longer. So if shaving lasted for me like two to three days, hair removal cream would last like a week and then you know, I'd have to do the process again. Um, but also, of course, like I said, still not the best practice in terms of hair removal, um, especially for my kind of like body hair. There are some people, God's favorites, I don't know, how does it feel to be God's favorites? They can shave once and that's it for like four to six weeks. That's my sister Sophie. Although she's got the same hair as me on her head, her body hair behaves itself. Other groups of God's favorites include the likes that get their period for like two to three days and that's it. 
I don't know, like, how does it feel? Just tell us, sis. How does it feel to be God's favourite? Yeah, there's some people that can get away with, like, shaving and that's it. But for me, it's it's not the best practice. So, hair removal cream, but then hair removal cream was still doing the similar damage um, that, you know, shaving was doing. And then I discovered waxing. Wow. I discovered waxing guys and waxing literally changed my life in terms of the manageability of like my body care hair care that kind of thing and this is not to say that hair has to be removed it's just individuality different individuals um differ from one another i prefer to have you know my armpits smooth and my legs smooth not all the time but when i can so like i i do waxing like on a monthly basis and whatever happens between that between then happens and it actually helps to keep you know the hairs at bay you know and you know waxing basically damages the bulb of the root of your hairs um so much so that it grows back thinner it grows back slower so these are all the things that i've always wanted and you know usa <laughs> and to my body care routine so i've been loving um waxing over the last year or two and this happened i discovered this and um, when i moved out made friends with like other girls um and they're like girl you should try waxing and I've loved it ever since. I wax my legs, I wax my armpits. Not quite ready for dumb dirt, if you know what I mean. You know, I still use hair removal. On the, you know, you know, not ready. She's she's not me and pain. We're like, you know, there's those memes. There's like me and food. We're like me and pain, as far away from each other as possible. And speaking of like womanhood and you know bec becoming a woman and maturation. I saw a meme where it was like a lady laying on a bed, she's pregnant, about to give birth, and she's like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore. That's me. That's actually how I run away from pain, guys. I just, we can't do it. The waxing's actually helped to um, clear up or lighten the dark spots, so my pores, as well as in my armpit area, but it's still not like restored to what it used to be, which is why I was really happy um, to have discovered SE Care and seen the amazing results on their page in terms of really helping to fade um, you know, hyperpigmentation away. Um, I would definitely say that I had like hyperpigmentation on my neck as well, but since I've lost weight, guys, it's gone. Like, I think that one was more hormonal induced or maybe as a result of my weight. I don't know what was happening in my body, um, but I've definitely like looked into or have been tempted by these um, skin lightening brands. Um, if you are very familiar with the Nollywood industry, you know that a lot of the actresses have now gone into skin bleaching or they call it lightening now lightening skin lightening business in terms of you know mixing mixtures for women to lighten and go several shades lighter it's actually so scary guys like when i go on those pages i'm like you know there are some skin issues that black women face and it's like it's great and fantastic but what you're actually selling or what you're promoting is the women that are like that want to really change their skin color so i was tempted to get one of those um but then i was like if i do this will there be a time where i'm like let me just use it all over my body and see what happens um which is why i'm glad that se is not that it's more of helping to tackle those problem areas um helping to fade those dark spots away manage issues like stretch marks and eczema you know it's more targeted which is what i think they're missing they have something good in terms of you know, you do see some women on their page fading away, like acne spots and stuff like that, but then you just see the complete trans transformers, <laughs> is what I like to call them. And um, which is really sad, like that we've got into that. Melanin matters, melanin is beautiful. There's nothing wrong with solving some of the issues that we have whilst preserving our melanin, which is why I'm glad that Essie um, kind of does that. And also where it was birthed from, you know, we black women and our bodies 
we go for a lot in terms of when things stretch and change and you know move around his wife was pregnant she got stretch marks and didn't really like them with his knowledge of compounds chemical compounds he came up with you know some mixtures and that birthed SEK and it was named after his wife as well which is really really sweet you know I, I did want to mention as well I think it's quite interesting how some of the issues we have you know on our skin both men and women happens because of a lack of education you know from a young age and it's quite ironic because the life of a black woman can be quite unique where maturation is forced in some areas we're forced into being adults and um, like I said with me becoming a daughter mom for example when you know those pervy uncles they adultify us they they mature us in their heads um we're not really allowed to be innocent in 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 some areas but then in other areas such as you know learning about contraception sex um hair removal we're not really educated because of some of the connotations of oh you've become too mature you become too fast yeah, I've kind of found wrapping my head around that journey quite interesting because had I known, had I been educated early on that actually waxing would be better for you, um, maybe I wouldn't have had the happy meditation that I experienced. I wouldn't have the chicken leg that almost seems permanent now and I've just kind of had to live with it. And also another thing that we've kind of faced as, you know, black men and women, you know, those with melanin is that there's been just a lot of products just thrown at us with not enough education. And I'm really glad that SE kind of um, solves that. I, I love brands that educate because this like shows you like how to use a product, what it's for, why it's beneficial. For example, the Winter Body Cream, it says that, you know, it's infused with vitamin D for immune system protection and tea tree for skin protection. It also has its nutritional facts. When have you ever seen nutritional facts on a skincare product? Like it tells you why it's good. It doesn't just say use it. Um, um, which is what we're often like subject to and I love the fact that the products last as well two to three months I know I'm going on about it about it but I really love it I'm so glad that I finally found something that you know it's not going to damage my skin and I'm going to see results and I'm not going to like go the, the left way and transform myself into something that I'm not while still loving my melanin melanin was popping before with happy pigmentation it's going to pop even more after I fade these um these marks away so i guess my question to you guys is what are some of your coming of age stories with regards to your body changing and developing have you experienced any changes to your body or experienced any skin issues due to things like puberty genetics just general life issues pregnancy weight changes etc 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 what are some of the remedies that you've used over the years both products and natural remedies would you like to come and join us in the wonderful world of se care let me know in the comment section down below and that's all we have for you guys today in terms of the show do much like if you liked it share with your friends and also subscribe to this channel for more until next time guys peace and love peace and chunks